I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, it's Malls. Uh, we have a very special or should I say special needs episode of Please Advise today. Fair warning, if you do not like the sound of me drunk, you will hate this episode. Christina Lopez and I decided to go get a steak dinner and take some questions by ourselves. But our reservations at the first restaurant didn't work out. So we wound up going to a second restaurant. And at that point, I had had two martinis and convinced Christina to ditch her car at her place and Uber with me. That's where we're going to pick up is me a little drunk in an Uber. How quickly that vodka hits? Well, it's quicker than you'd imagine. Within that Uber drive, I got drunker and drunker, and I only continue to get more and more drunk throughout the episode. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> if you do enjoy me being drunk, you'll really like this episode. <laughs> If not, if you've listened to this podcast before when I've been drinking or if you follow me on Snapchat or uh, have listened to the first, I don't know, I guess 20 episodes of this podcast while I did still drink and pod, um, you'll you'll recognize uh, some signature some signature slurring of mine as well as um, strange tangents. So, um, you know, make your choice now. Stick with it. See how you like it. And uh, if you know you hate it, turn it off because you're really going to hate this one. All right, you guys, here's Please Advise with Christina and I 
at the Smokehouse legendary L.A. restaurant, which I desperately try to explain (laughs) so many times throughout this episode. Please enjoy or please shut this off. Bye. I'm a very powerful manifester. Do you consider yourself to be a powerful manifester? Absolutely. That's why I focus on it. Oh, you really have a mic here. Yeah, You're killing me. What is that? Oh my gosh. Hi there. This is please advise say hi to please advise nation, Deborah. What is that? Please advise nation. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hello everybody. The podcast is called Please Advise. Okay, nice. And please advise the nation or all my people. They just fucking love it. They're literally, they're probably, I know, Christina's like, Christina's like looking like E.T. up in this back seat. Christina's E.T. No. Okay, so we are on our way to, well, why don't you tell me, Deborah? Where are we on our way to? We are turning right into your uh, where you are going. Where am I going? We're going to Lakeside Drive, wherever. The- smokehouse. We're going to the Smokehouse, a very old Hollywood restaurant. Actually, what George Clooney named his production company after Smokehouse Productions because he was on the WB lot for a very long time, and he. Oh, I'm for real, Deborah. Deborah. I love it. Girl, you know it's true. I love oh my it. God. I love it. Okay. Ladies, I'm here at the smokehouse. I want. I'm going to get a fabulous dirty martini. Yes. And Deborah, you will never escape my mind for the rest of my life. You? You're because you have a beautiful presence and you're killing it. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. You guys all make it worthwhile people in this car. I've only been doing this for a month and I've had the best people in this car. You two rock, so. <laughs> you rock, Deborah. Hi, babe. It's Malls. Christina Lopez and I have convened at the Smokehouse, a very, a very famous restaurant uh, that I've learned about while well, when I worked at the Warner Brothers studio across the street. Like, the Smokehouse was like an inside writer's joke. It'd be like, oh, you go in a smoke house? LOL. But seriously, the reason why George Clooney's production company is named Smokehouse Productions is because this was his favorite bar. Another known, little known, widely known fact is that the reason why there's a basketball court on the Warner Brothers set is, or on the Warner Brothers um, lot is because... George Clooney liked to shoot some hoops in between those scenes of ER. So, George Clooney is not only like, I would literally fuck George Clooney right now. Like, I'm horned up. I would fuck George. I'm horned up. What do I mean to say? Christina, I'm horned up. I've had two martinis. Like, literally, I, like, the guy that I hooked up with last night is so dumb, I can't process it. And then, like, the other guy that I would really love to F. I could, I could text his third option. But look, we're at the smokehouse. Damon's the tiki steak bar that I wanted to go to in Glendale, which is one of the oldest restaurants in L.A. 
older than even the smokehouse, was so packed tonight, which is crazy because I always get there and like I'm in on the early bird special. No one even asked. Um, but this is it's brutal. That said, we've decided to go to the smokehouse. And the smokehouse is great because it has that old school LA flavor. It has a um a trapped in the fifties mentality. Like you're gonna come up, babe, there's gonna be shredded cheddar cheese on our side salad. I'm not ready for that shredded cheddar cheese, but I'm also drinking straight vodka right now, <laughs> which I've never done in my life. Um, so I don't know what kind of come up this is for me. <laughs> you do have like a Ricky Martin, let's get loud quality to you. Like when Christina's fired up, like Christina isn't just like, I've literally looked at her and I'm a noise sensitive person, but also more than I am noise sensitive. I'm dramatic. And, like, there's been a couple times where I've looked to Christina and been like, um, honey, we need to see the drama down about 99.9%. Like, because she just comes at you with that Brooklyn. And, like, that's one of the number. Like, if you guys, if Please Advise Nation doesn't know anything about Christina, except that she has a thriving houseplant, which we have an update on. That she shakes her that she shakes her titties over the 134 after eating a bowl full of puffins, stoned AF, or whatever it is that she does. I have my own whole secret scenario. I have my own Christina Lopez fan bag. <gasps> By the way, that just reminded me of something. If you guys are out there and you want to write a Christina Lopez fanfic and you upload it, upload it to Kindle Singles. Upload it to Kindle singles for $1.99 I will literally buy your Christina Lopez fanfic unless I read the intro and I'm like this person's just trying too hard like I want you to put your life into this like I want to I want a Kindle single about how fucking demented Christina's life is that said Christina's drinking straight vodka a hobby of mine TBH and all that said I want a steak and a shrimp cocktail i want a shrimp cocktail why do they call it a shrimp cocktail i think because they serve it in a cocktail glass with cocktail sauce they serve it in an ice cream dish no it's a mar- it's like a big martini glass i think we should investigate this further hello my name is Molly McAleer, and I'm here reporting to you live about why they call a shrimp cocktail a shrimp cocktail. What I will say is this, is that this is a very good interview spot. I'm ready for a garden salad with a fistful of cheese thronced, thronced upon it. No, thronced. I've made it one. Did you not notice by the way that I pronounced it twice? And then the second time I was like, I'm like, it was all thronced. Thronced. That's like my grand. Barbara Walters' speech impediment is like the way that John um, John Lithgow talks. And that's how my grandfather spoke too. I, um, no, I can't. It's really hard. That is a really hard accent to master, which is like something that I spoke about in Emotional American Psychos, where it's like I hate people like roasting 
losing my vocal fry because like yes I have vocal fry but also like all you're doing is proving that you don't under understand like there was a period of time period of time if you were educated in the United States of America you spoke with that John Lithgow John Magalier proper Bostonian accent as we called it in our house where it's like almost a little bit of an English an English accent and uh, that was what I grew up with I don't know how to describe it but I will say that I feel that vocal fry is not far from it which I just I take first of all I, I broke this down in a recent episode of Emotionally Broken Psychos go back and listen if you want but like I really do feel that vocal fry is here to stay and it is a part of our culture and anytime you point it out you're not only being like ununique in unique but you're standing against like future there was a study that came out like fairly recently that was like the only people who are bothered by vocal fry are people over 40 really um and it's intrinsic into the speech of like generation our generation like it's like we all just talk with a vocal fry that's what I'm saying too and like what pains me the most is because I feel that I and look look we were to go through history books there would be a lot of women who utilized vocal fry as a tool way before me but I instituted vocal fry in my voice when I started doing stand up at the age of 19 and I decided lowering my voice about three octaves but using a casual stoner voice at the same time, it worked for me. And so um, what I'm saying about vocal fry pre our dinner at the smokehouse, which I'm already like literally, I'm wet. Like who at this bar wants to hook up? Like I could go down anytime right now. Look, I will say, vocal fry is here to stay. I developed it as a tool of survivalism. If you don't look at me as the number one case of Darwinism in our generation amongst fucking white privileged females, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I developed this because it works, and it works so much that other people do it, and now it's a trend, and now you're writing your think piece. Oh, you got your think piece. You got your NPR. Like, you got your whatever it is. Fuck y'all. You know what? I would rather have vocal fry than a fucking lisp. Bye. And then I have a... Uh... So we just sat down at the table, and uh, Molly and I are talking over our, uh, are talking over our meal options. Molly? Okay, so like, I'm like dead ass serious about getting my own shrimps. Like, I want my own. That's fine, you can get your own shrimps. Thank you. That's cool. So, I'm ha- actually happy we wound up at this, the smokehouse because they switch up their soups day to day. We're at um, Damon's, which is also another favorite of mine, and a great place. There's three places I would recommend if you want an old school style steakhouse in LA that's not like the Beverly Hills above like whatever status I would say you go to Taylor's in Koreatown Taylor's on 8th and um, 
followed by that, I would go to Damon's, which is on brand. And then I would also go to the Smokehouse. And these are the three places, if you come to L.A., if you like a nice steak dinner, that's off the beaten path. Because then you go into, like, Cut, or you go into 8 Inches Cut, or you go into, like... Whatever, it's not, it's going to be too much, it's going to be too much experience for you. You can go to Ruth's Chris, but like, Ruth's Chris is a chain. My parents love, when they come into town, they love going to the Ruth Chris in Pasadena, because like, Pasadena is like their, their jump off. Um, so, can we talk about what sides we want? Because I want to have a decision before the guy comes back. Okay, we're talking about sides or appetizers. Okay, I'm going to need a shrimp cocktail heavily. Yes, I'm not sharing it with anyone. I would take one home to go. I might take one home to go to eat in bed tomorrow. So, a shrimpy cock. And then... I'd eat, like... I'd do spinach and art. What do you want? I'm debating whether or not to get my own shrimp cocktail, but I don't know if I'm hungry enough to merit that sir what is your favorite uh, appetizer and what's your favorite steak favorite steak the porterhouse or the ribeye and the appetizer would be the gray or artichoke dish okay wait can I order a full oh, oh you're not done yet okay he thinks I'm interviewing him I'm really just asking him about what I want to eat I'm like literally just trying to eat it's fine. You know, here's the thing, please, advise Nation. You're going to face a lot of adversity in your life. What that adversity is, I don't know. It's not my job. Okay, 2017 has been a shit show. I agree with everything you just said. Christina said a lot of things off mic. Nothing. She just said this year has been a shit show. But I will tell you this. Fully, wholeheartedly, unbelievedly... I'm so tired of people not giving me my fucking options. Like, that is the thing that a woman works for, is you work for options. Okay. Like, this guy, like, comes up to me, like, as if I would have the gall to walk into a steakhouse casually on a Saturday night as if I have an issue with paying for an extra side of a vegetable. You know what? Why don't you look at me and tell me that you can chop up pieces of lobster in that vegetable? Whether or not you think I can afford it, that's my decision to make. I don't... I, I, as a woman, I work for options. I don't work for anything less than options. If something's wrong, don't tell me when it's done that the reason why it's done shoddily is because you didn't think I could or it, there was something wrong I want to talk about my fucking options and I make my decisions from that you guys this year is about not only get yours but it is about options it's 110% about getting your fucking options getting them met you know what whether it be a shrimp cocktail with an extra lemon a hostess that knows that you're here to eat and eat hard or whether it be another scenario that I've already laid out whether it be any of those things 
women. Christina's hitting me up. This is, by the way, all I wanted was, okay, like, Christina, like, literally looked at me like I was trying to turn her into an alcoholic tonight. Like, I literally was like, so we started out Damon. Yeah, sorry, I was just taking a, a big drink of my martini. So we started out Damon's, which is my local tiki steakhouse. And Damon's is, like, very hit or miss. Like, there's a lot of times I can go in there at 5 p.m. and, like, get the best seat in the house. But then there's some times where it's, like, you go in. Like, I went in once after my birthday, and there was nowhere for me to sit except for, like, next to this old man. It was terrible. No room at the end, baby. No room at the end. Baby Jesus was trying to be born, a.k.a. Baby Jesus Smalls, a.k.a. Strike that from your memory. But also, like, I'm just trying to say, like, there was a lot of there was a lot of adversity I have faced at Damon's in the past. I did not think Christina's looking at my new tattoo. I did not think that I was you know, you just want I just wanted physical contact with another human being because I feel like I'm a very affectionate friend, but I've had to reel it back because I'm friends with people who aren't who aren't comfortable with that. Yeah. And so, like, I miss, like, casual affection. Okay, so you and another friend of mine have this in common, which is that, like, when I'm upset and I'm crying, like, your impulse is to hug me, which is, like, that's my impulse if I see a friend that's upset, too. But, like... I know that you don't like that now. No, but, like, but by the way, like, I've recently, you know, my mom is in therapy because of her divorce, and she's realizing a lot of shit, and, like, I read my therapist an email that my mom wrote me today, and she cried. My home therapist cried, and she's not a weak bitch. Like, this is a woman who watched all of her friends die of AIDS in the Haight-Ashbury period. And she's like, I cannot believe that, like, this is huge. She's like, this is huge that your mom is owning this and, like, giving you validation for all of this. So, like, what I'm going to try and be better about in 2017 is getting mine. And maybe sometimes getting mine means hugs and maybe sometimes it means like accepting affection from another human being that doesn't like creep me out and make me want to push them across the room and be like get off me damn spot like that is not what I want of humans in my life like I want I the humans I have in my life it's so cool it's like you it's Ed that's it in terms of, like, people that I really love and care about, like, trust. And then I have my, like, next level friends where it falls into, like, Ryan Bailey, Alexis, Blair. Like, all these people that have been around forever or for a short period of time but that I connect with on a... Uh, Lara is another person like that for me. And, and I connect with her on a different level, but, like, she's not my best friend. But you... I should accept a hug from you and not be freaked out by that. I'm trying to learn how to, like, accept the way other people show love. And whether or not that's affection, which is something that I feel like I need. Um, Or they show it through, like, time spent or, you know, other efforts. Like, people show love differently, and I'm trying to learn how to accept that. Look, like, there's... And you said this on the last episode with Alexis, 
Which is that, like, you are going to use this year to open up to your friends. And that is the part of it that it's like, not only do you have friends, but you have very different friends that we all come from different pools. And I really think that, like... I forget the, what the original point was now. The thing with Christina right now, and, like, we should talk about this because I think the Shane Dawson episode was, like, very important for many reasons, and we're going to talk about this. Like, basically, Shane was like, I need a breather before I come back on. There was this unique scenario that has never happened, and when Jordan and I were doing Dot Com Boom, it happened all the time, like, that we would have to contact a guest after the fact and be like, we lost our audio, but we were also in, like, kind of a Wild West version of podcast back then. Like, you expect a certain quality. At the same time, do you know how many people in two and a half years, do you know how many people I have talked to that have been like, I lost all of my audio from that entire podcast, and it was fucked, and I'm fucked, and blah, blah, blah. In one second, Christina after two and a half years, lost an audio file. I deleted my hard drive this year. So when Christina called me and was like, like literally the sound in her voice, I was like, someone's dead or like I did something irrevocable. Like I was like, I have, I have done or said something irrevocable. Like I was literally so, I was so affected. And I'm just like, all I could say was like, cause the truth is the truth is that a loss of content is devastating. Like I can't tell you how much I've lost things that should have been books. I lost things that should have been movies, but they I lost them. I've I've lost my hard drive 20 times. So when Christina, my best friend of all friends, not some employee, not some some random, not even but even if like Stephen Ray Morris or Sammy from from Emotionally American Psychos called me and said I lost the episode. I would for I would easily forgive that. You sounded traumatized. In the two years that I, I mean, like I pride myself in being a professional, and like it was what essentially happened was that I had assumed that I did something that I normally do that I did not do for this particular. So like we had the template. I usually record in the template and I save it as the episode, but I did not do it in this case. And then I was editing something else using that same template, and I wrote over the episode. And the software that we use doesn't like save. Like once you delete something, that's it. It's gone. And that's what I've learned. And so, like, an entire episode was lost. And I feel really bad because I think there was a lot of progressive conversations happening. Um, But we'll work on getting it again. It might not be the same, but we'll work on it again. Shane is definitely going to come back. So anyone who's listening who, like, has a question for Shane, which, by the way, Christina, I was, like, lolling earlier tonight. I was like, we should just answer all of Shane's questions. (laughs) Because, like, 150 people called for Shane and left, like, lucid voicemails. There was, like, definitely a lot of, like, heavy breathing and randomness. But um, that podcast, which we will re-record, which will go a different way, I think. I think we're going to roll it out in a different way. But that 
podcast, we we covered race. We covered the line between humor and humor relate and relatability versus I don't understand this, which is like for me the biggest part of my humor. It's like I either. I'm sorry, I can't talk. You can't talk. Um, that's sad. Oh my god, my shrimps is here. But I will tell you that. We're gonna recreate that at some point with Shane right now. I feel like that's just to us. Like, we need to feel ourselves right now, Christina. I've been in a depression. You've been in I what I can only imagine is a depression. Like... Everyone I know is picking. It's it's bad, you know. Like for me, it's more so anxiety than every, anything. But I don't know. It's like 2017 has been really, really hard in a way that I I like didn't necessarily like anticipate it being. But that's okay. Like you're gonna have hard times and like you know other stuff. But yeah, man. 2017 is really taking me for a ride. And I'm like rambling right now. You're not rambling. I'm just going to say this is that everyone was like, oh my God, RIP 2016. And I'm like, oh, because yeah, we have so much amazing shit to look forward to in 2017. I think the biggest thing for me is that like, I feel really guilty not at 30, not really knowing myself to the full extent. But I'm getting there, and 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 that process is really hard. You know what? You don't need to elaborate. Like I think that's honestly real, and like I feel like a lot of our. That's why I'm like not afraid. I'm like, let's just take our mic out and go eat dinner. Like everyone loves when Kalo is like, I know you ate it. I know you ate it. Don't call me that. Is calling you Kayla like using a wrong pronoun? It's just like I have twelve nicknames that has never been one of my twelve nicknames. Why? Why? Because like I was always Lopez before Jennifer was famous. Give me all your nicknames. Chris, Chrissy, Tina, T. Chrissy Chris Kiki Christy Which is what my grandmother calls me But I'm not going to be the one to correct her Um, Okay so maybe not 12 But like at least 6 I love Christy for you Why haven't you worked at that I feel like that's like Christina's going to strip her ass off I don't know what else to say Let's take her calls Hey, Please Advise Nation, Lee here calling from Minneapolis with a couple questions. First, how is Nick the Roommate doing? I want to know how y'all are doing too. Just wanted a Nick the Roommate update because it's been a while. Uh, My other question is seeking first-time dog owner advice. I recently adopted Moombo. She's a seven-year-old cheap hen. Uh, We've got our routine down pretty well as far as walks, house training, and knowing where her favorite places to get pet and scratched are. Uh, 
You mentioned on the episode with Allie Siegel that animals can cause a strain on relationships because uh, not everyone's a dog person. I get that. And dogs don't love everyone and can be territorial. Malzi mentioned that uh, you have a conversation with that suitor with the attitude of the dog and I are a package deal. We'll work through any issues together. Uh, can you elaborate on some of your do's and don'ts and any red flags to watch out for? Uh, so I'm 31 and not exclusive with anyone. So this isn't an issue yet, uh, but I do have a dating quarrels as is. So any insight on how to deal with uh, any issues that could come up if that day happens, uh, that would alleviate some of the anticipated anxiety. Uh, feel free to follow her on Instagram. Her profile name is Moonbow the Cheapen. And that's not meant to be an unsolicited plug. Uh, I just think it's rude to talk about dogs without providing a visual, is all. So thanks again, and please advise. Okay, hi, Pookie. This is the thing. I, like, fucked with a dog in my bed last night, and here's the deal. Like, it's dramatic. It's terrible. Like, they will... You know, like, with wags, you seem to have the same thing. You have a pug. It's small. Like, it'll go find... Get a king bed is my number one piece of advice. Secondly, like, it'll go do its own life over on the king's side of the bed. That has nothing to do with you. Third, like, literally anyone... Like, I only sleep with guys that I, like, I know are dying to, like, get in there. And I'm, like, after the fact, I'm, like, yo, like, after the fact of, like, me realizing that they're, like, dying to get in there, I'm, like, okay. I have a dog. He's a complicated person. Like, he's going to come at you in a strange way. It's unpredictable. He's not going to bite your penis. And he's never bitten a penis. That's weird. So basically, essentially, what I'm saying to you is the rules are is you tell a guy, like, hey, I have a protective smallest dog. The advantage I have with Wags is that he's literally saved my life two times. And that, like, there would be no vagina to fuck if Wags didn't exist. Because I probably would have been murdered by some guy. So, I always try to point out to the guy, like, Wags saved my life twice. In, in murderous situations. And I hold that dearly and like I think about like when he got attacked this year by my own dog Helen Helen had to go because you don't touch my baby boy like that is what it is so if a guy is good and if a guy is weird about it then you need to lose him because, look, I'm not saying that this means you're bad at training dogs. I'm not saying you shouldn't be a dog owner. I'm not saying anything like that. I got wags at age 23. I didn't know everything it would entail. I didn't understand much about the breed. I really went with wags as a true whim. And in that time that I was really financially struggling the first 10 years of his life, he really hung in there and really, like, held me down. 
I would like to get in their dog because I know that I can't ever have that day that a dog. I go home and there's not a dog there. I can't. I can't ever have that day. What would you? Okay, so let's say you had a bay that like your literal endral level on everyone you hooked up with was based off of this person's ability to fucking chill in a corner on the bed while you fuck. I think. I think that like. That dog is ride or die. Like, that dog is going to be there when that person's gone. That dog's going to be there in your life for, like, at least a decade, maybe more. Like, the person, whoever enters in your life has to be okay with that. Has to be okay with your dog. And know that it is temporary. I mean, I guess know that it is also temporary, so if they don't get along, like, whatever. But... I'm, I am like two more. I'm like two martinis in, and that is like enough for me to be a little bit lit, um, <laughs> to the point where like I can't have a cohesive thought. But um, I, if the person doesn't get along with your dog, your dog reigns supreme because that dog's going to be in your life for at least another five years. Whereas, like, who knows where that boy is going to be? So, tips for having a guy around it is just to explain to them, literally in those terms. I made a 15-year commitment to a dog. Whether you agree with it or not, and whether you agree with the way that it's been raised or whatever, get on the floor and fucking touch him. If he's barking, it's not because he's an asshole. It's because he wants you to get down on the ground and touch his face and, like, give him, like, rubbies. At the very least, you need someone who's going to engage with your dog. If they're not trying to make friends with your dog at, like, a very entry level, regardless of how annoying the dog may or may not be, if they're not putting in the effort, that also says a lot about them, I think. What I hate is, like, people being like, I'm such a dog person. And then the second Wagzak's buck, they're like... What happened to your dog? And I'm like... I'm sorry, like, were you only about a, like, did, were you raised with stage animals? Like, he's a fucking asshole. Problem with wagon stuff is that he's a fucking asshole. Like, and like, that's in his blood. That's who he is. That's, that is the boy I raised. And I, I realize that. I think it's also inherent to his breed as a chihuahua, but... Oh, our food is here. Yay, our food is here. That's not, That's the other thing I'm saying, too, is that it's inherent. Thank you. We're going to break for food. We'll be back with the Nick the Roommate update in a second. Sorry, our, our food came and we were, like, in the midst of talking about this uh, Nick the Roommate call. So the Nick the Roommate update is that I actually still live with him, and I, I saw him last night, and we, like, run into each other every, like, two weeks, which is fine with me. Um, and he's doing really well. I don't know. He seemed really happy when I saw him. He was cooking dinner. He was having avocado toast with an egg. Um, so, like, it was like a breakfast for dinner situation. And he's adorable. Um, he's still a great roommate. He's still doing his marketing thing. Um, I don't want to get into much to like his business, but um, we still live together. It's terrific. And I've never, literally never have had a problem with him. 
Um, side side note update for Please Advise Nation. Um, I am very sad to report that uh, Franklin the houseplant has died um, due to neglect on my part. Um, I I was going through something heavy a couple weeks ago or like earlier this year, and like I just neglected him. I didn't water him enough, and as a result, he uh, he passed away, as plants sometimes do as a result of neglect. Um, so I'm sad to report that Franklin, RAP, um, but Nick, the roommate, is still going strong, and we still live together. So, Malls, do you have anything to say about that? Um, I just want to say, like, Franklin meant a lot to me. Like, while he was there, like, I loved kind of like casualness I mean the casualness in which his like branches would sometimes brush my shoulders while I was trying to grow soda or like when I was like you know talking at Neve Shulman about his mental breakdown or whatever like I really looked forward to the casualness of um a breath of Franklin and like what I would what I do want to say about this in particular is that Christina Lopez is an amazing human um she would not have let Franklin die should she not have been in a bad place and the only thing I I hear and feel I mean sure it's a loss it's a loss to lose Franklin but when I hear that all I hear is like is mom taking care of herself like how is like your plants are reflected in your self care as you said and it sounds like you're going through a hard time and it's like I just want to I, do, you, do you need a new plant and are you ready for that because if so I think please advise, please advise nation I think we could all pitch in and get you the plan of your lifetime $4.99 a pop I'm sure hey if you have $4.99 and you want to make Christina feel good about herself let's get this family going okay I'm all about the family tree Franklin R.I.P. that really hurt it really hurt to lose Franklin and hurt he was there for probably 113 of those first episodes okay he was there and now he's gone and that's not unlike life it's really hard um but you know i'm in a better place now um i think it's like every once in a while you need to get self-reflective and i was being really complacent and now i'm not trying to be complete it's i don't know it's weird to like talk verbalize out loud because i'm such an internalized person and also I have asparagus stuck, stuck between my teeth right now. Also, we're talking about a house plant that most people might not even recognize as a part of Please Advise Nation. There's probably a lot of people out there that are like, who is this Franklin? Like, oh, is that Christina's grandpa that passed? Like, people that might not know. It was like a, I think it was a ficus. I can't really describe what it is. It's just like one of those hanging plants whose stems were like growing so long they almost touched the floor and I just neglected him I neglected him because like I really rarely leave my room and that's just like a nature of myself 
Um, how I like live in my space. My like my room is my sanctuary. So, what would have been the difference? Because sometimes I have a bunch of hanging plants in my house, and I went hanging for the same reason that I think you went with Franklin, which is that. Oh, it's um, it's a public license song. Congratulations, you're another closer to being with Franklin on the grave. Um, so Franklin basically was just a houseplant from Home Depot that became into a beautiful man. He had luscious locks, like, um, not unlike a young Sean Bartholomew. And it was dark that Franklin passed, but, like, here's the thing with that. I've, I'm trying to have houseplants at my house, and I also suffer, suffer from severe depression. And what I've found is that if I just, like, take my plants and put them out on my balcony and then just, like, throw water on them once every two days, they're like, hi, thanks for my life. Yeah, that's a good tip. I think that's a really good tip. Can I ask you a question? I want to take this steak home, RN. Like, I want to take this whole steak dinner home, but I really want a lobster tail to, to eat right now. And I also want a dessert menu, and I also want for this man to recognize that I'm a lover of Franklin. And more than that, I would like to smoke a cigarette. Are you there with me in that, like, you can order a lobster tail and tell him to wrap this up, but order me an extra lobster tail? How about this? Do you go outside and smoke your cigarette, and I'll tell him to wrap up your meal and throw in an extra lobster tail? That's literally what I just proposed, and I fucking love it. The number one rule of Hollywood is let someone pitch your idea back to you. That is the number one rule of Hollywood. You, you and I just lived Hollywood, which is so weird. Like, Christina and I are, like, fam-fam. Like, we are, like, fam. Like, we're not... It's so gay. Like, it's just fucking... It's, it's messed up. Like, I just, like, love Christina. I love her mom. I love her dad love her brother love her niece so I don't think people know this about you but when you came to New York once you actually stayed with my family Oh no! And you told me that the ghost that was haunting me was racist, and I literally believed it. And then when the hot and cold water burned me, like I was like, the racist ghost just wants me to die. But like literally, I know you were like J.K. But like, what no one understands is that like I literally can understand spirits, and there was a spirit that was not happy with me. And you can express like now, like your parents and Lord has passed away. R.I.P. marriage, beautiful woman, like great woman, great woman, great lady. In the brief time that I knew her, that window was fabulous. But what what I will say is that if someone tells you a racist ghost is gonna haunt you in Brooklyn, like it's gonna haunt you. I think we should take our next call. Okay, let's take our next call. Hi, Mal. This is Morgan. Um, I'm calling because my last message was really too long and it cut me off, so I'm going to try again to make it shorter. Uh, my name's Morgan. I'm from 
Louisiana, and I'm 28 years old, and I'm getting married in March. And um, leading up to my wedding day, I'm having a lot of anxiety. Um, I've been with my fiancé for three years. Um, so I'm very in love with him, and I'm very excited about marrying him in front of all our friends and family. But I'm just – I'm prone to anxiety and depression, and so – the idea of having that much attention on me kind of makes me nervous. And also, um, my mother and me sometimes butt heads. And so, uh, I'm a little nervous about, uh, how she is going to be on my wedding day. And like, I don't want her to add any extra stress, um, my mom raised me as a single mom growing up, so, you know, it was really tough, and she knows how to push my butt. She created my butt. That's why she knows how to push them. So um, I would just wonder what would be your advice about coping with wedding day anxiety and um, how to deal with anxiety about having anxiety. All right. Thanks so much, Malls. Love the pod. Bye. Um, you remind me of my friend Laura Miller, who wrote a lot about her anxiety in her upcoming book. Hi, can I actually speak to this waiter? Okay, he just left. But you remind me a lot of my friend Laura Miller and her anxieties surrounding her wedding and everything that she did. Hi. But um, I card. I was just like the tail all the part. Yeah. If there's uh, if there's claws to go around, that's fine. But I don't want to pay more than like average. It's like thirty dollars for actual lobster to that meal. But that's a whole lobster. No, the whole lobster is seventy-five dollars. Oh, okay. So can I order just claws? The side lobster, like thirty dollars. The thirty dollars one. Yeah, if it's just claws, yeah, that's fine. Thank you. God, I hate it. I hate that. I hate that negotiation. Like, include this in the episode. Like, I hate that negotiation where someone's like, do you know? It's like, do you think I'm an insane person? No, do you know how many years I did not order a lobster tail? Or any part of a lobster because it was inappropriate. If I'm here saying I want a lobster, it means that I feel confident that I can pay for said lobster. I'm sure, yeah. I think he just thinks we're drunk, which we are. Oh, all right. Well, I don't feel self-conscious about it. I feel at home here. So what I will say is this. If you're anxious about being a bride, if you're anxious about your mother-in-law's things, you need to have a conversation with her before the wedding, and she may not take it well, which is just that, look, I am an anxious person. These are the areas that my anxiety is easily triggered. I would like to talk to you about how to minimize that for me. Like, have an adult conversation adult conversation with her, almost like you're negotiating a business deal. Because a wedding is actually, it feels like a business deal. Like, you're just securing the deal. That's all it is. It's funny, because I feel like we've gotten a lot of, like, wedding calls as of late. And advice are always, always the same. 
No, everyone. Everyone is having. No, it's back end. No, everyone literally right now on my Instagram story is having a baby. And people I don't even know, people I trusted, people I thought would never, like, revert to the dark side. And I'm not saying it's the dark side. It's a beautiful side to have a baby. But I didn't think that those were the people. I didn't think I had such heteronormative friends. You're just friends with a bunch of breeders, it sounds like, Molly. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's like, if anything... This is the perfect time to have an, a very honest conversation with your mom like you've never had before in terms of talking about your anxiety, in terms of talking about whatever other issues, mental health issues you might have circling around this event where you are essentially like the focal point of anxiety breeds anxiety it's one of those things that thank you so much it's one of those things that people can feel it when they feel it if it's there they feel it and I just want you to know that like this is your day like I think that anyone who's insane enough to begrudge you of your day I would say if I were to call in Dr. Laura tomorrow and say this is this girl's problem and this is what it is even Dr. Laura that fucking crazy bigot would say like this is your day who cares how anyone receives the info around you? Here's Christina. I think you can definitely, like, I don't know. You didn't really go into too much detail about, like, your relationship with your mom. But, uh, um, you know, depending on what that is, I think you can also recruit your mom to be your ally in terms of allevi- alleviating some of your anxiety around the wedding event. Um, and just know that, like, be honest with her about how hard this is with you. I, you don't do anybody any favors by like lessening the blow of like how much something affects you. Wait. And this is one thing that I realized this week is that I'm going through like a crippling depression. Like, <laughs> I'm laughing about it right now because I laugh about it at times. Like, I've dealt with depression for long enough in my life that I know that it's funny at times. Like, I've looked back on it and been like, that's silly that you felt that way. But one thing that really, really, really helped was vocalizing to you, vocalizing to my therapist, vocalizing to, I think, that maybe two to three other people I texted with or spoke to in some capacity that day. What do we have? Ooh, girl. She's scared. Oh, and there's cheesecake. Oh, wait, wait, can I, can I? Okay, wait, hold on. Uh, I want creme brulee. You want creme brulee? Oh, yeah. I'm cheesecake. Creme cheesecake. Yes, okay. thank you very much. Okay, so we have a letter and Christina's going to read it. Hey, malls and please advise crew. I'm not actually seeking advice at the moment, but I just have a question and didn't know of another email where I could reach you. I've been a longtime follower going on 7 and M. Obviously, all about your entire internet existence. You're my fave. Not only have I been keeping up with you for a while, but it's been very consistent, except for a somewhat recent lapse when I was depressed and didn't look at Snapchat or Twitter or listen to the podcasts. So within that non-social media time period of my life, I sadly missed how your entire Jodie Sweeten part of your life came to exist. Now when you mention that you're her younger sister, I feel so left out and it's killing me. Is there an episode of any of your podcasts you can refer me to that would explain? Or can you give me a quick rundown? 
I still enjoy your all of your tweets and snaps mentioning her, and I'm just dying for the background info. I love some info. I know you're busy with three podcasts, so it's okay if you don't get back to me for my selfish need to know about your Jody Sweeten relish. Thanks, Gray. Well, the really truth of it all is that I am her real biological sister, and a lot of people have not acknowledged that for many years. And it's been painful for me. Um, you know, I like, don't like to think that I benefit from nepotism in any capacity. And that's not who I am or who I've ever been. Um, but I will say that Jodie Sweetin, um, the actress who played Stephanie Tanner on Full House, she is my sister. She's my older sister. She means a lot to me. And... Um, her battle with drug and alcohol abuse has been um, very personal for me, very challenging. Um, I spent a lot of nights awake wondering, like, what does this mean about me? What does this mean about my DNA? What does this mean about my future in this business as a writer? And I have to say, I love Judy so much that, like, should tomorrow I have to be forced to pick up a smock at Hallmark and strap it around my bosom and and lead the, the in, incoherent man asking me about where he's going to find a birthday card for his daughter he hasn't spoken to in 12 years? I feel I have that in me. So that's the story that you're missing is that Jody Sweeten is my actual biological sister. We've been biological sisters for a really, really, really long time. And it's been hard on me. It hasn't been easy. Why speak about it now, Molly? I just feel like I want to come out about it now because, like, when you look back on my life, like, there's been a true impact of, of Jody upon Jody. Like, she's, like, such a good girl. Like, I, like, look, look, like, I love Jody. She's battling a lot of demons. Like, she's battling a lot of demons. Like, I would never want that for a sis. But she's battling a lot of demons. And I, I just really, what I want for her as my sister and my best friend, honestly, my best friend. Like, when I look, like, like, Christina's up there, Ed's up there, but, like, Jody like, is in a different way. Like, she's my number one best friend. She's my sister. And, like, a lot of people didn't know that about me all these years. And so here I am to say it. What started you talking about her? Was it because you sat next to her parents at Dancing with the Stars or, like, what... Christina, this is, I feel like this is leading the witness, and I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. This is in the court of law. I'm not going to speak about when I first was ready to acknowledge that I was fam of actual Jody Sweeten. Like, we're actual fam, like, like via blood. And, like, I would never, ever, ever, for, I would never, ever, ever reveal the depths of our relationship. It's so real and it's so good. And I just want to say, Jody, I'm so proud of you for your success with Fuller House. Like literally 
unparalleled droidings and like i'm just so happy for you i know you film across the street from stage 21 aka two bro girls like i like i've been offered to go i will not go because you want to know what like i'm your sister like i would rather just like exchange notes with you over the thanksgiving holiday and maybe even like share a turkey with you or like I would even drive you to AA and like sit in on the meeting like I would love that Jody I love you Jody Jody if anyone has ever told you that I'm anything less than your number one sister they're fucking wrong where are Mary Kate and Ashley right now they're gone where have I been right here the entire time and by the way, they're gone. Like, Christina's like, no, they're not gone. By the way, obviously, I know they're not gone. They're owning a... They own, like, at least four fashion lines, one of which charges over $3,000 a piece. So, Mary Kate and Ashley are doing fine. Here's Christina judging me. I'm not gonna... I'm never gonna speak ill of Jody on this podcast. If you literally... You couldn't pay me to speak... I know, but you couldn't pay me to speak ill of Jody. I would never ask that of you. I'm not going to speak ill. I'm not going to um, redefine our relationship publicly. Like, she's very she's very close family to me. You want to take one last call? I'll take another call. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Hello, this is Tina the Diva. And I'm calling without a question for a friend. Hold on, I have a cramp. <laughs> okay. Um, a friend of mine uh, was wondering, how do you ask your current fuck buddy how many other fuck buddies they have without sounding like a dick or a bitch? Yeah. Okay, thanks. I saw that cramp. I don't want to stretch. Teens. Teeny beanie. You just ask outright you just say like how many other girls are you fucking like here's the problem though is that no matter what the answer is is like you, yeah she can bring it up casually and be like how many other people you can with whatever is that my lobster tail okay I wanted that for here okay that's okay fine um look you can ask as many people as you want who's again with who I, I'm not here to judge but I will tell you this, is that I don't think she'll get any satisfaction out of knowing who has been sleeping with who. At all. At all. I, I mean, it's a slippery slope. It's like, do you, like, why do you, if, if you're going to maintain the status as, like, F-buddies, why do you need to know who else is in the mix? Because she cares too much. Then you need to cut it off. Then you're not just maintaining your status as F buddies. Unless you're talking about like fluid bonding, then I would be concerned. Maybe you shouldn't be fluid bonding with someone who's very casual. That's my advice. I, I don't know. Should I get pregnant? Wouldn't that be tight if I had a baby? Let me tell you, literally nothing, no part of you will be tight once you become pregnant. No, no, I'm not like, okay, word life, but like, I'm not like literally speaking about like, I'm just saying like, should I get some like rando to get me prag? No, no. Shauna would pay a million dollars for me to get pregnant by a rando. 
Sean's gonna give you a million dollars? No, but like Shauna's like, can you please get and Shauna, my mom? She's like, can you please get impregnated by a random? It's it's so I have the benefit of having a sibling. Also, thank you. Um, I have the benefit of having a sibling. Um, so the, the some of the pressure of that is alleviated for me because he has already procreated into like a perfectly sassy, beautiful baby that like has is satiating my parents' need for a grandparent. But I think I've said this on the pod before. My my every time I call my dad with like some news, it's always like I'm like, Dad, I have some news. And he's like, You're pregnant, and I'm like, No, that's like literally almost never going to be the news unless I have someone in my life. Um, that. every single time. That, that's crazy that he guesses that. Every single time. With joy. Yeah, with joy. He's like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, dad. That's like n- almost never going to be the answer at this juncture in my life. Which is so crazy because like if we were to call our parents through ages 21 through 29, like they would never want us to be pregnant and it would be bad news. I think for me it was 21 through like 27 yeah and like that you hit an age where it's like oh it's tragic that she's pregnant alone and then you hit another age where it's like can i please just have a, a god baby like my mom prayed that i would have twins so that i could have two babies and she could keep one of them i think i would just remind her that wags is her grandbaby and then that, like, your ideal situation is not a single parent situation, right? Well, that's my whole thing is that, like, I literally said to her, I was like, because she said to me, even as recently as Christmas, she said to me something like, I don't care where it comes from. Just, like, give me a grandbaby. And I said to her, I was like, here's the, here's the rub. I care a lot about where that baby comes from. And I know that it's not going to be some guy that I have to deal with for a year and a half while I'm pregnant and giving birth or whatever else. It's going to have to be a guy that I want to spend the next 18 years plus of my life doing. Because people, I think it's 18 years. It's not 18 years. It's a lifetime. Because they will outlive us as statistical. So unless something goes terribly awry, your child will outlive you. And so you should have people, children and people that you can, like, literally you can face them. But back to Tina's question. So, like, I feel like we did answer it. But, like, let's just find, sum it up and then probably say goodbye to everybody. Um, when should you tell your F buddies that you have other F buddies? And, like, what what's their protocol from there? Well, I had to do this last night. Um, basically, this guy was like, oh, should we use a condom? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, well, first of all, I'm not in birth control. Secondly, I don't know you. And third of all, you're not the only person I'm fucking. And he was like, do you want to like... Like, he was basically asking... I'm sorry. I was like, the, the, the house band is playing Let's Get It On right now while we're talking about this. So much ma- Oh girl mm. Give it yourself to me Can never be wrong
this guy. Okay, like he's fine as hell. Fine as hell. But then I had this realization because I watched the Britney Spears and Kevin Federline movie. And I was like, sometimes you just need to get fucked by a fucking idiot that his name should be Meatpole. And so last night I hooked up with my own version of a Meatpole. And like, he's like, he's okay. Like, he's like, I don't, I can't really follow a lot of his conversations. I don't know where they're, I mean, I can follow them, but I'm like, oh, it's that shallow. Like, I, I just, I can't, I can't really follow him. So I hooked up with me and Paul last night and it was like dope AF. Like, it was really, really, really dope. Like, it was very, let's get it on. Thank you. Thank you, doll. And at one point during like our hooking up session, like he kept he was talking about wags, because wags likes to demand to stay on the corner. Of the, he's not gonna do anything. But I have a king size bed, and Wags likes to sleep on the corner of it, no matter what. Even if I'm boning, Wags is like, I'm gonna pass out on the corner of this bed and like eat a eat a stuffed pig or whatever else. So then, okay, so this guy and I are together. He's like, don't worry, I'll get used to it. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, honey. Like, and that's why I'm telling the story is because by the time this episode airs, I will have already been done with him. Like, I literally just texted him, are you free? Like, R, letter R, letter U, free. Like, I want a DRVCE. Like, that is literally, like, I would, like, I'm, I'm, that's the level of fucking this guy that I'm in on. Him so hard because he is like first of all a gigantic penis. I don't care. He's a gigantic penis, and like also he thinks I'm the prettiest girl he's ever had sex with, which like literally shocks me because to me I'm like a lesbian jock. So like whenever a guy's like, okay, I don't think you put out as many lesbian vibes as you think you do. Maybe that's just from my mom, like, beating me up my whole life, being like, you're about to come out to me any second, RN. But, like, I literally view myself as, like, a masculine jock. And so, like, when I hear that, I'm like, okay. And so, um, like, like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I want to, you're so hot, like, blah, blah, blah. And fuck you, like, that's such a, that's so idiotic. I'm done. I'm done with that. Anyway, here, I'm going to send the check. Hold on. Here's Christine. I think we should also be done with the show now that we're signing our check. I feel like that's a very easy out. On a level of, like, one to ten of drunkenness, I think I'm at a six right now. How, uh, where would you, maybe a seven. Um, where would you classify yourself right now? In my life? A six. So we're feeling good. Molly's paying the tab, which, thank you. But thank you for listening to this special, weird, in-the-field episode of Please Advise, where Molly's and I had dinner and answered your calls. By the way, 
I want to tell you guys, I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Please Advise. It's an important podcast. Three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. Baby, I remember it in my nightmares. Three two three four five six seven four zero eight. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for your calls. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you to my handsome neighbor. Oh yes, you're fabulous. He, did he just say bust a thousand you two? I was I, I was not paying attention. I could I don't know. He looked like a character Fred Armisen would play in SNL. No, he and I had a conversation while you were gone. Oh, was he asking what we were doing? Yeah. Is that what- he was and I said we're hunting ghosts. JK, we are recording a podcast. He's like everybody has a podcast now. No, he was like, "That's really cool," and his girlfriend. And I said, well, "It's not that cool." I said, "We we have like a decent listenership," and she's like, "I have a friend that gets fifteen thousand people or twenty five thousand people on Instagram to like your pictures," and I was like, "I get ten thousand less than that," and I was like, "That's who I am." Now I want to know who her Instagram is friend is. But anyway, um, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this weird and wonderful episode literally because I lost an episode um but do I need to take like more pictures of like my twat and post it on Instagram if 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 you guys would prefer if I lost like if I lost like 115 pounds and only and got super built and <laughs> the second birthday of the evening <laughs> happening literally behind us hold on one second sound of terrorism National terrorism. Literally, only you are like you and like two of my other friends are bothered by that song. All right, we got it. We've been trying to say goodbye for like 10 minutes now. All right, bye. I love you guys. Have a great week. Christina Lopez out.